chasing dramas. Today's podcast episode will be an update on the biggest dramas airing right now in China in January 2023. We are your hosts for today, Karen and Kathy. Today we're going to chat about four dramas of interest. We are actually chasing all of them, so you can check out our website for our initial thoughts in case you want to watch these dramas as well. Please visit www.chasingdramas.com. It goes without saying that this podcast episode will be in English, but with proper nouns and phrases spoken in Mandarin Chinese. I will discuss the first two dramas, and Kathy will round out with the last two. The first drama I want to talk about is called "Meet Yourself" or "Qu You Feng" the Difang. The drama started airing on January third, twenty twenty-three, on Mango TV and Hunan Television. There is a total of forty episodes for this drama. I am personally super excited for this drama since it is a modern-day drama featuring the gorgeous Liu Yifei. This is her first and only modern-day drama, which I found very interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not. As soon as it started airing, Karen locked herself in a room and just watched—I don't know how many episodes. <laughs> I mean, look, Liu Yifei is beautiful in this drama. Set in the stunning Yunnan province, the drama follows Xu Hongdou, featuring Liu Yifei as she finds herself. After the death of her best friend, her life and work life becomes overbearing after this devastating blow. So she heads to a small Yunnan village to rest and regroup. There, she meets the handsome entrepreneur Xie Zhiyao, featuring Li Xian, who left his high-paying job to return home and start many businesses. In the village, Xu Hongdou also meets a number of other similar-aged individuals that leave the big cities to embrace the more calming life, and also understand a little bit more about Miao minority ethnicity culture in this charming little village. Liu Yifei, I don't think needs much introduction. She just had a really big hit last year in A Dream of Splendor or Meng Huolu, which was, as we recently mentioned, my favorite drama of last year. Li Xian gained popularity in his 2019 drama *Go Go Squid* or *Qin Ai De Re Ai De* with Yang Zi. For me, I'm actually kind of surprised to see how quickly after filming that this drama is airing. Because I remember when *Meng Huolu* was airing over the summer, Liu Yifei was still filming this drama. So post production and voice dubbing and all that took place rather quickly. Or maybe it's just that the production company knew this drama would attract eyeballs and wanted to get it out quickly. It is also impressive to note that this is airing on a network station, not only on a website. Like I've mentioned, I've written some initial thoughts on our website already after watching the first eight episodes, and I think I'm actually quite fair. For my initial impressions, I'm giving this drama a seven out of ten. Because I don't think it is the most amazing drama out there, but it is such a calming and quiet presence on screen that's actually so different from many of the dramas that we've watched in the last couple of months, at least. And literally, this drama is like a travel tour of Lijiang. Yunnan is, of course, a province in southwest China that borders Laos and Myanmar. I mean. How many of you follow、uh, Li Ziqi or Dianxi Xiaogo on YouTube? 
They are also from Yunnan, but different parts of Yunnan province. Um, and their YouTube videos that feature the serene countryside are utterly breathtaking. So it's really fun because I am a huge fan of Dianxi Xiaoge, so it's cool to see her cooking shows with her family being shown on screen in a different way with Meet Yourself. Is she featured on or in this drama? No, she's not, or at least not yet. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but it is just really fun to see a lot of the uh, foods and whatnot that are really prominent in Yunnan province being featured in this drama, or Meet Yourself. Honestly, I, as I mentioned uh, in my written kind of comments on our website, I totally feel like Liu Yifei took this drama because she wanted to do a vacation, work vacation type deal in Yunnan. In this drama, she is literally able to eat on screen so many fun and interesting types of Yunnan cuisines and the places that she goes to are just so cute. Um, so this is a show that is certainly more calming. It will resonate more with, I guess, working adults because the premise is that Xu Hongdo is just burnt out from work and she needs a break. And so I felt very connected with Xu Hongdo as a character. It may not resonate as much with people who have not worked as much. Um, in any case, the chemistry between Liu Yifei and Li Xian is really strong. Um, there are plenty of side characters that sometimes the side stories are not as interesting, but still, I'm enjoying this drama for its ability to bring me out of the winter blues. I do recognize that it may not be everyone's cup of tea because it's slower in pace, but to each their own, I give this a solid seven out of 10. The second drama I wanna talk about, and I'm gonna be a little bit less uh, positive on it, uh, is called Yue Ge Xing, or Song of the Moon. It has a total of 40 episodes, and it started airing uh, in mid-December on December 15th on ITE. This is a fantasy drama that was filmed in late 2020 and wrapped up uh, filming in the beginning of 2021, and it features Zhang Binbin, or Vin Zhang, and Xu Lu in the titular uh, main roles. I have been a fan of Zhang Binbin for a while, and he had, of course, the hit drama Sitang or Rattan last year with Jing Tian. This year, he was in Liang in the Xiao Senlin, or A Romance of the Little Forest, with Esther Yu Shuxin. This is actually a very important year for him because he has officially left Jiaxing, the agency that represented him for many years, and also includes megastars Dili Ba and Yang Mi. So it's important for him to uh, get his footing and he has done a lot of marketing for this drama. Unfortunately, it hasn't been met with as much interest as he would like, I'm assuming. Xu Lu, people should know as Yu Zhao or Zhen Huan's youngest sister in Empresses in the Palace. She has grown up and is a beautiful young woman. Her most popular role is in the TV adaptation of The Message or Feng Sheng in 2020. Though I will say she is still relatively unknown. Now, what's the background for this drama? It's a fantasy drama, as I mentioned, where a wealthy maiden, Liu Shao, featuring Xu Lu, has her fate changed as a young girl by a mysterious man. So this already is like, that's a little creepy, giving me creepy vibes. Ten years later, she is targeted by a powerful demon, Ao Hen, featuring Chen Zihan, on her 18th birthday. 
Liu Shao's 18th birthday, that is. Liu Shao is ultimately saved by the handsome Lu Li featuring Zhang Binbin. Little does Liu Shao know, though, her subsequent interactions with Lu Li were all pre-planned in an effort to untangle mysteries of both Liu Shao and Lu Li's past. My initial review for this drama after watching just 10 episodes uh, was actually just a 5.5 out of 10. That has not improved into episode 28. And I think we're, as of today, we're on episode 34. So there's only maybe a week or two left of airing for this drama. I think that this drama is mediocre at best from a script perspective, which makes me really sad because Zhang Binbin and Xu Lu are beautiful on screen. And what's worse is that the costumes and special effects for this drama are absolutely top notch. I watched this and I was like, wow, I'm actually really impressed with the set and the special effects. It looks like a really good fantasy drama. The problem is the script. I think this may have been a okay, better accepted drama like five years ago, perhaps. But the problem is that it falls into too many familiar tropes from fantasy dramas that we've seen as of late. The main characters fall in love, but their powers clash, so they're not able to remain in love, but they fight for their lives to be together. Uh, okay. Add to the mix a handsome devil clan king who also falls in love with Liu Shao, and a couple of meddling siblings that are the true villains of the drama, the show just doesn't pull you in as much as I would like it to. Also, I can't tell exactly what makes Liu Shao that extraordinary versus any other person who is very kind. In Chinese, the word is called Sha Bai Tian, and that's pretty much what Liu Shao is right now. Sha Bai Tian just means a young woman who is not too intelligent. She's pale, meaning she's beautiful, and she's sweet. That is essentially what Liu Shao is. So take my comments as you will if you uh, want to watch this drama just to check it out or if you want to join me in ridiculing this drama. That's totally okay. I think that the ratings for this drama accurately reflect that people have been very uh, meh on it because ratings haven't been high and there's just not been a lot of focus despite Zhang Binbin's best efforts. And like I mentioned, I am a fan of his. I'm just sad that this could not be a better script. Now moving on to the two dramas that I am currently chasing. The first one is Fu Tu Yuan or Unchained Love. It is a 36 episode drama airing on ITE and first started airing on December 27th, 2022. Now this is Dylan Wong's first drama to air after his surprising success from Love Between Fairy and Devil or Cang Lan Jue over the summer. In this drama, he is paired with the lovely Chen Yuqi, who has had several dramas air over the years, but without making too much of a splash. She was also in last year's disastrous Mirror, A Tale of Twin Cities, Jing Shuangcheng, with the now blacklisted Li Yifeng. I've been watching her career with some interest over the past couple of years. I think she actually did the best when she first started out. Um, with a couple of dramas, including the one with Tang Yan called Jin Xiu Wei Yang or Princess Wei Yang. And I'm hoping that she does have like a solid hit in her hands. This drama was filmed between 
June 30th of 2021 and ended on October 1st of 2021. So we've gotten like a little over a year since the filming completed. So this is like a good amount of time between airing and film completion. So that's why I'm saying that both this drama and also uh, Song of the Moon aired after a long time um, from like post-production of filming versus Meet Yourself or Chiu Feng the Difang, which was like hustle, hustle, hustle. Let's get this uh, airing on screen. Just, I mean, I don't think that's important. Just something like I found interesting. Here's the premise of this drama. A young concubine, Bu Yinlo, who is portrayed by Chen Yuqi, is to be sacrificed as tribute for the recently deceased emperor. Now, one of the reasons why she is a tribute is because she actually never slept with the emperor, and she therefore doesn't have any sons. So they're like, well, let's just have you be a human sacrifice. However, she's rescued as she's literally being hanged by the ruthless and powerful and also very good-looking eunuch, Xiao Duo, who is portrayed by Wang Hedi. From a request from the emperor's younger brother, the prince of Fu or Fu Wang, who is portrayed by Peter Ho or He Rendong. All I can say is, ooh, He Rendong, you, you've gained some weight. <laughs> Well, this Prince Fu desires Bu Yinlo for himself and tries different tactics to win her heart, even though she's now technically a dowager concubine. At the same time, as we continue on with the drama, Xiao Duo finds himself drawn to the witty and daring Bu Yinlo. I was intrigued by the premise of a ruthless eunuch falling in love with a dowager concubine. The age makes sense, it's just their titles right now do not. Now this drama though leans very heavily in comedy. So it is a cute enough watch because we see Xiao Duo falling in love with Bu Yinlo, but Bu Yinlo is like clueless as to what is happening because well, he's supposed to be a eunuch. According to Bu Yinlo, eunuchs are not supposed to fall in love. So there's all these shenanigans uh, between the two because Wu Yinlo feels very comfortable around the eunuch and Xiao Duo, who may or may not be a eunuch, finds himself falling in love and she has no idea what's happening. There's several scenes where Wu Yinlo is like, hey, do you want to be sisters? And he has clearly <laughs> other things in mind. <laughs> now, the drama is enjoyable enough because it is very comedic and I'm having a good time watching it. Wang Hedi and Chen Yuqi play well enough off each other, but we do fall into some of the same romantic comedy tropes of a knight in shining armor and a damsel in distress. I am grateful, though, that every single time I fear Bu Yinlo will become a xiaobaitu or a little rabbit who doesn't know the cruelties of the world, she actually surprises me with her worldliness. See, this is not the case for Yue uh, Guoxing or Song of the Moon. The main character is that little Xiao Bai Tu who I just don't know how she survived to be 18, to be honest. <laughs> On the flip side, though, there's an awful lot of saying that Xiao Duo is a bloodthirsty eunuch, but we never get to see any of it. So all we see is just this handsome eunuch who is chasing around a dowager concubine. If you're into that, great. <laughs> the emperor 
is played by Peter Ho, who, as Karen said, sorry, buddy, you got a little chubby. But then, Karen, do you know how old he is? How? He's 47. Oh, really? Well, to be fair, you know, we watched him in dramas growing up. So I always have the uh, image of him, like, what, 15, 20 years ago when he was, like, in his prime. So I guess that's that makes sense. But he, I mean, okay. He looks good for being 47. Yeah, he looks like he's in his 30s. So, you know, never mind. I was a little bit too harsh about him as well. (laughs) Anyways, this emperor is a sleaze in the sense that he, um, as a character, is such a pushover on everything except for Bu Yinlo. Okay. But I also do want to highlight there is quite a big age gap between these characters in real life then because He Ren-dong, Peter Ho is 47, Chen Yu-chi is in her late 20s, early 30s, and then uh, Wang Hudi is in his early to mid-20s. So that's a pretty big age gap. Also, I do want to note there's a character uh, in this drama called Wang Yue-shin, and he is a eunuch who calls Wang Hudi like Gandie or like Godfather, except the actor for this person, Wang Yue-shin, is like Mid-30s. Yeah, his is mid-30s versus um, Wang Huti, who is, you know, much, like, literally a decade younger. So the fact that this much older person is calling Dylan Wong uh, godfather has the internet just bursting out with laughter. Right, which brings me to my next point in the sense that in this drama, you'll just really have to go along for the ride and not think too carefully on the feasibility of any of the plot points. (laughs) As I said earlier, this drama comes hot off the wheels from Wang Hedi's earlier success. While the drama is currently doing well on air, it hasn't really caught the attention of viewers quite as much as Love Between Fairy and Devil. I think because overall, it just has a much smaller scope of a drama, so we're focused squarely on the small cast of characters, and it just doesn't seem as big of a production, which leads to it feeling kind of cheaply made. One ding that I have on the leads is that it is jarring when almost every other character apart from the two leads uses his or her real voice in the drama. This then I think gives the side characters more gravitas when they're on screen compared to the leads. And this is especially noticeable whenever the empress played by the gorgeous Zheng Li is on screen. She's also in her mid 40s and oh my gosh, when she when she's on screen, I'm like, wow. You look so beautiful, which means that she just commands the attention of the audience, or at least for me, whenever she's on screen, that the leads don't really do. The leads or this, the main couple here are just here to like please the audience with, you know, their hijinks and shenanigans. For those of you who are not familiar with Zheng Li, she is the mother of Cheng Shaoshang in, uh, or the main character in Love Like the Galaxy. And she actually recently just won a, uh, an award for her role in that drama. So Unchained Love is enjoyable for what it is, a romantic comedy. I'm reading the book concurrently, and I'm surprised to say that based on what I've read and seen so far, I think that the drama is better than the source material. I'll have to continue reading the book and watch the drama to make my final verdict, but so far I'm enjoying the drama more than I am the source material. All right, lastly, I want to talk about Shao Nian Ge Xing or the blood of youth. 
I swear, every single book, drama, whatever you call it, is a 个性 We have 长个性 We have 越个性离个性 Oh, so many different 个性 Right. So this drama has a total of forty episodes. It's airing on Youku and also started airing on December twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. I personally had no idea what to expect when this drama. Aired and decided to start this because I had free time during the winter holidays, and I also saw some drama stills of Liu Xueyi, who plays the character of Wu Xin,、uh, pop up on the internet, and he portrays a monk, and I'm like, huh, this is interesting. I'm currently at episode twelve. So here's a summary. We have an aspiring young wanderer or xia ke. Called Lei Wujie, who is portrayed by Ao Raipeng from the House of Lei, and he is traveling to the Great Snow Moon City or Xue Yuecheng, but he finds himself accidentally at the Falling Snow Inn or Xue Luo Shanzhuang instead. He, not on purpose, destroys much of the inn after an encounter that turns rough and falls into debt with the mysterious owner of the inn, a guy. Who's very handsome, by the way, by the name of Xiao Se, who is portrayed by Li Hongyi. Lei Wujie reluctantly brings Xiao Se along on his journey to pay off his debts. They meet another young man called Tang Lian, who is portrayed by Li Xinzi, who's traveling with and protecting a golden coffin. The trio encounter many members of various martial arts houses, sects, and factions. All fighting to obtain the contents of the coffin. This then unfolds a story of brotherhood, loyalty, and love as the young generation takes up the new Jianghu. This is a martial arts drama that focuses on three main characters. We have Lei Wujie, we have Xiao Se, and then Wu Xin. They each have a unique background from different martial arts houses or sects called menpai. It's quite fun to follow on the journey as we begin to learn more about their backgrounds and how they're connected to the larger Jianghu and even the royal court. I will say that there are many people, places, and relationships to keep track of, which might be a little challenging to people who aren't as familiar with the genre. The characters travel to. Unique cities and locations that each have different martial arts specialists, and our heroes must defeat or grow with each encounter. Romance in this drama plays second fiddle or even third fiddle to the brotherhood and loyalty to your menpai. So I will say that it is a refreshing departure from the usual romantic dramas or fantasy dramas that are all the rage right now. I honestly wasn't sure about the drama after the first two episodes, but the brisk pace of the plot kept me intrigued enough, and I think it hits its stride after the fifth episode when we learn more about certain characters. The acting from some of the younger leads do leave much to be desired, but the presence of older actors and the intriguing storyline allows me to ignore some of those acting misses. Throughout the drama, I'm like, "Oh, you're here." Oh, you're here. Even if they're just in the drama for a cameo, I well, especially for the older actors who act as like the masters. I'm like, huh, I've seen you in so and so drama. So it is good to see them kind of like hold their weight and you know continue the plot or the drama for for、uh, my enjoyment.
This also isn't the type of martial arts drama that I grew up with, which is to say that what I grew up with was a lot of hand-to-hand combat and a lot of dramas based off of the classic books of, for example, Jin Yong or Gu Long. This drama is very CGI heavy, which seems to be the rage these days, especially when you compare it to, um, for example, Xue Zhong Han Dao Xing or Snow Swords Stride. That was also very CGI heavy drama. People have a lot of thoughts about the use of CGI, and I do too. Um, I will discuss more about this in my final review for the drama, but I want to leave it to you guys to decide for now how you enjoy this drama. This is based off of a book, Shaonian Ge Xing by Zhou Munan, and there is actually a very well-loved animated series of the same name that came out um, about like two years ago. What's interesting is that even though this drama doesn't seem to have caught fire with regards to ratings, it seems to have gotten the approval from both book and animated series fans. In this day and age, that is quite something. I probably will not read the book. I just checked and it's like over 450 chapters. (laughs) Not sure that I can dedicate that much time to this particular endeavor. So I will just leave it to kind of also read some of the reviews and enjoy the show um, as it airs. Both Unchained Love or Fu Tu Yuan and as well as Shao Nian Ge Xing for this drama, uh, The Blood of Youth, I have written a currently watching review of my thoughts on our website. So if you want to chase these as well, please go check it out. And I would love to hear your thoughts about these dramas as well. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We will catch you in the next episode.